Who is Jason Todd? Here's a word for the novice nerd from Why So Sidious Podcast. Jason Todd was the second Robin to Batman. Like everybody in the Bat family, Jason had a traumatizing childhood and was left without parents. One night he was out stealing parts from cars in Crime Alley when he came across some big game, the Batmobile. As he begins taking it apart, Batman appears. Instead of assaulting a miner or bringing him into jail, Bruce saw something in Jason, so he took him in, gave him a home at the Wayne Manor, along with full disclosure on everything that happens behind the scenes in the life of Bruce Wayne. Jason Todd went through constant physical training along with intensely studying criminology, forensics, and things like that. Eventually, he took the mantle at Batman's side as Robin. Jason as Robin was extremely efficient and effective, but at times he showed a lack of restraint. He became impulsive and violent, and this caused conflict with him and Bruce. The first half of his defining character moment is being captured and killed by the Joker. He was beat within an inch of his life with a crowbar, then left to die as the building he was in explodes. Batman arrived at the scene moments before the explosion. He carries Jason's lifeless body out of the burning wreckage. Much later, unknowing to Batman, Jason is resurrected with the Lazarus Pit. He returns to Gotham years later as Red Hood. He begins taking over Gotham's underground criminal empire while killing those who stand in his way. Red Hood is not killing innocents, only those who probably deserve it, but to someone like Batman, killing is killing, so Red Hood has to be stopped. Bruce still has no clue who Red Hood is, but after failing to capture him one time, Batman notices Red Hood's escape tactics and other techniques seem familiar. He's extremely well-trained and efficient, which raises suspicions. Back then, even the audience didn't know who Red Hood was. It was a good run, and you bet it'll be in our comic recommendations at the end of the episode. Anyway, Bruce is amazed to find out Red Hood is his previous partner, Jason Todd, who he thought had died years ago. Jason is furious that even after the Joker tortured and killed him, Batman still couldn't break his no-killing rule. Even after the Joker kills thousands of innocent people, but also murdering Robin, who Bruce raised like a son, Batman simply takes the Joker to Arkham Asylum where he's likely to escape and continue killing people. Jason feels betrayed that this no-killing rule still took precedence over his own murder. The climax of this Red Hood-Batman conflict ends up with Red Hood capturing the Joker, roughing him up a little bit and leading Bruce to their location. Jason offers an ultimatum to kill him or kill the Joker. Of course, Batman beats the odds and stops everybody from killing anybody. However, much later in the comics, Red Hood actually does capture and kill the Joker, shooting him point-blank in the head during the Three Jokers storyline. Red Hood shifted more towards the anti-hero side after his introduction as a villain. He even promises Bruce that he will no longer kill, which gives Batman enough comfort to allow Red Hood to operate in Gotham. They even assist each other at times. One time, in order for Red Hood to get deeper into the underground crime world, Batman unknowingly helped him stage a public murder, which we then found out the mayor of Gotham didn't actually die, Red Hood was actually curing him of a techno-organic virus. But according to the public and anybody watching TV that day, Red Hood shot the mayor in cold blood. The staged murder got Jason the street cred he needed to be accepted into the deeper levels of Gotham's underground. 
Specifically, Black Mask and his army are doing some suspiciously ambitious things underground, and this is the gang Red Hood infiltrates. Black Mask is often involved in Red Hood-centric stories. He was prominent in Under the Red Hood, and he's a big player in the Red Hood Rebirth story. In this story, Jason is now accepted as Black Mask's right-hand man, and his first assignment is to secure some cargo that is being transported. When Jason arrives to secure the cargo, he is surprised to find Bizarro in a Bacta tank. He is also surprised to find another person looking for something, an Amazonian named Artemis. Artemis was actually looking for the bow of Ra, which led her to Bizarro as he was described as a weapon being secretly transported. For context, Bizarro was a failed attempt by Lex Luthor to clone Superman. Although it was a failure, Bizarro still has immense strength and is highly dangerous. Just developmentally, he's very far behind. Artemis, the Amazonian, is a lot like Wonder Woman, just a little darker. Bizarro, Artemis, and Red Hood form somewhat of an alliance called the Outlaws, and they journey through DC Comics together for dozens of issues. Jason and Artemis actually develop a bit of a romance. That says a lot about Jason's character, because on one side you had a kid who stole cars and grew up to be a killer, but on the other hand he's a good person. His positive qualities are deemed good enough to an Amazonian warrior who has great respect for people's character and overall a high level of wisdom compared to humans. Her first time witnessing the empathetic side of Jason came as he tried to talk down Bizarro, who was an extremely troubled, emotional abomination being created as a clone which failed but he still survived. Mentally, Bizarro was like a three-year-old, with a very basic understanding of life and very instinctive emotions, but still has that Kryptonian-level power. Most parents would agree a three-year-old with the power of Superman would very likely be the actual end of the world. Jason Todd was able to sit down and talk to Bizarro, connect with him in a way that kept him calm, preventing him from essentially throwing a Superman power level tantrum, which would be extremely disastrous. But Jason was able to connect with him, developing trust and comfort in a world that previously treated Bizarro exclusively like a lab rat. It's a bit of a dive into Bizarro's character, but Red Hood and the Outlaws was a great way to put Jason's character into a group with two completely different beings that contrast Red Hood in some ways and relate to him in other ways. It gives a lot of good context into his character. He's just a kid who's been lost and afraid since youth, but has an altruistic, good, and strong character beneath the surface. Things were going relatively well for Red Hood for a long time, but at one point he found out that his father, Willis Todd, had actually worked for the Penguin. The big problem is Willis unwillingly took the fall for a crime he didn't commit. Penguin framed him to avoid prison, which put Willis behind bars for a long time. Jason now had somewhere to point his vast storage of childhood anger. He confronts Penguin and shoots him point-blank in front of a group of people, cops, and cameras. This specific issue ends with Batman watching his monitors in his cave, seeing Red Hood murder the Penguin. Batman and Red Hood have another fight. Of course, Batman will no longer allow Red Hood to operate in Gotham since he killed somebody again, breaking his promise. Red Hood eventually spirals into violence and fully embraces his homicidal anti-hero role, even taking over the Gotham Underground to a certain point, specifically taking over the Penguin's criminal empire. So Red Hood is a protagonist overall, but according to Batman, of course, he is a murderer. But for the audience, he's like Wolverine or the Punisher. Yes, he kills, but he fights for the innocent victims and is definitely a warrior for good overall. But his character fluctuates in the DC stories from hero to anti-hero quite a bit. He could fit into any Gotham story as a force for good or a force for violence. 
He is also one of the characters that constantly brings into question the utilitarianism of Batman's no-killing rule, always bringing up the fact that if villains are killed instead of incarcerated, thousands of innocent lives would be saved in the future. Powers and Abilities As far as capabilities, Jason Todd is a lot like Batman. He has no powers, but relies on his wit and sometimes his tech. He is very resourceful and efficient as he was trained by Batman from a very young age. Comic Book Recommendations Batman, A Death in the Family, written by Jim Starlin. Not to be confused with the New 52, Death of the Family. Under the Red Hood by Judd Winnick and the rebirth run starting with Red Hood and the Outlaws, which led into Red Hood, Outlaw, all written by Scott Lobdell. Thank you for joining us at Why So Sidious Podcast, and stay tuned for more Marvel, DC, and Star Wars character novice nerd episodes.